Hi, and welcome back to the Swell Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, but you can call me Swell. Here on the Swell Shenanigans Podcast, I like talking about all things pop culture, social media, and shenanigans. And today, I have what I think could be an important one. Um, I think this could be a doozy. Audio listeners, so you know what's going on. Um, My dog Hermes is sitting in my lap, and he's giving me chin kisses. Uh, (laughs) He's decided to not eat my cords today, so that's good. Uh, (laughs) But now he's sitting in my lap. We'll see how long he lasts here, because he doesn't like when I talk too much. (laughs) So he he hates that he's my dog, uh, (laughs) because I talk all the goddamn time. Uh, But we have a a kind of a big one that's kind of been unfolding, um, in my opinion, the last week. Uh, this shenanigan. It's also currently Coachella weekend one as I am recording this and I was not invited to Coachella and I was not going to pay for Coachella. Um, Revolve Fest is currently devolving. Potentially I'll do uh, a full shenanigan podcast episode on Revolve Fest, but my goal right now is trying to get someone to answer my questions about it for a YouTube video. So that's step number one before I make a full podcast episode. Um, But maybe I'll get a... uh, someone to come on the podcast as well. But yeah, I'm here in LA because I wasn't invited. Um, I'm not the type of influencer that gets invited uh, to these brand trips uh, for Coachella and put me on the bill or anything like that. So I'm still here in LA, which is great because there's no traffic. And I was able to go and walk Hermes in the same uh, sweatpants that I've worn for the last three days. And no one gave a solitary shit. It was wonderful. But today we are not talking about Coachella or Hermes biting my hand. Um, We are talking about how a travel influencer could be setting the tone for other influencers getting sued for lying on the internet. Honestly, I'm surprised more of this hasn't happened. So uh, we can talk about a lot, uh, social media being fake and all of that. And, uh, you know, (laughs) I do think that there is a pointless element of me talking about that when I am a content creator who exists on social media. And, uh, you know, though things are, you know, catered towards you guys and things like that, I do try to be pretty transparent about, you know, what things I edit, what things I don't, things like that. I I think you can understand that it's just like a highlight reel, social media more than anything, not just for me, but for a lot of people. And so, uh, but there's always, you know, that whole thing of like social media is fake. Everyone's lying on the internet and all of that. Well, this is the first major uh, instance that I have heard of direct, stop trying to eat me. I am working. I can't do my job and buy you the good treats if you don't let me work. (laughs) I think this is the first instance where we're seeing legitimate consequences for content creators lying on the internet and not just like false advertising with like, I got a boob job, but no, I didn't, you know? Um, I didn't get a butt implant, but this is not the butt I was born with, you know, like things like, (laughs) this is nothing to do with that. This is about someone straight up misrepresenting themselves on the internet and it leading to uh, a lawsuit. So this is from the Washington Post. Does traveling to every country count if you don't post on the internet? Travel influencing is lucrative and largely unregulated. A new lawsuit attempts to bring accountability to the industry. And this is by Taylor Lorenz. Audrey Walsworth was at her home in Naples, Florida, watching the Today Show in the spring of 2017 when a young woman named Cassie de Peckle appeared on screen. Meet the first woman to travel to every country in the world, the Chiron read. Miss Walsworth, 87, was shocked. She watched as a blonde woman in her late 20s detailed her exploits and proclaimed herself the first woman on record to travel to every country in the world. 
I thought, well, for heaven's sake, Walsworth said. Walsworth knew DePeckle's claims that she was the first one to travel to every country were untrue for a simple reason. Because Walsworth had traveled to every country on Earth years before DePeckle ever embarked on her journey. And it turns out that DePeckle is not only not the first woman to travel to every country, she's also not the first one to do it alone. The only thing that she can really claim is that she may have been the first one to document the entire thing on social media. And that's where this all stems from. You know, I'm going to pull up DePeckle's Instagram while I'm talking to you guys. Let's see. She has half a million followers on Instagram. Shop my book, work out with me, fitness app, 196 countries, TikToks, listen to my podcast, watch my TED Talk, listen to my Himalaya story website. First woman to travel to every country in the fastest time. So now she's adding that. Former two times uh, Guinness World Record holder. In the fastest time? Is that what she's trying to claim now? Five bucks says she sells photo sets because there's a very clear, like, you know, the lightly, like the whites are crisper, but everything else looks vaguely sepia toned and slightly overexposed, that aesthetic on social media, that's what hers is. It's very video, like it's it's all very, the theme is there, you know? So here's what's happening and why this is potentially leading to a lawsuit. DePeckle is a travel influencer who has racked up hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram and TikTok. She hosts a podcast, has given a TED Talk, takes paid speaking engagements, has written a book on her travels and operates her own fitness app. But according to a lawsuit recently filed by the consumer protection group Travelers United, DePeckle has amassed this audience by repeatedly making fraudulent claims. DePeckle didn't just repeat these claims to grow her audience, the lawsuit alleges. She also allegedly repeated them in order to sell products. Under the guise of being the first woman to travel to every country, she promoted various brands like GoDaddy, Venus Razors, and Great Nutrition. DePeckle not only defrauded investors and sponsors by telling them she was the first woman to travel to every country on earth when she was not, but she also misled and deceived press even years on about her accomplishments, the complaint alleges. This is how DePeckle responded. This complaint is yet another baseless attack on me and my accomplishments, she said in a statement to the Washington Post. I intend to vigorously contest what regrettably appears to be a re hash of the same untenable allegations that have been leveled against me in the past. Travelers United is suing DePeckle under DC's Consumer Protection Procedures Act, CPPA. DC has robust consumer protection laws and the advocacy group claims that it is possible to see DePeckle's unfair and deceptive advertising in DC and purchase goods that were falsely advertised. The person making those claims can be sued in DC. The group hopes that the lawsuit will be a watershed moment in the industry, bringing more accountability to claims made by travel content influencers. We hope that other nonprofits will be emboldened to bring similar lawsuits, said Lauren Wolf, Counsel for Travelers United. But more importantly, the FTC should be taking this on. I think this should be a political issue. Both parties want to be see more regulation on social media platforms, and the FTC should have an entire department focused on truth and influencer advertising. So for those who don't know, the FTC does in fact regulate certain things in the influencer economy. It is still a growing industry and it is still fairly new. So there's obviously going to be still a learning curve and behind on some things. And Hermes, you're killing me, Small. He's trying to eat my braid. FTC has very specific guidelines for what needs to happen when an influencer does a brand deal, a sponsorship, things like that, okay? Um, It's my understanding that this really got cracked down on because of Firefest, because of all the influencers and celebrities that were uh, implicated in their involvement in promoting a Firefest. For example, the orange square that was promoted by all these people like Kylie Jenner and things like that, and not disclosing that they were being paid to do that and promote those. If I do a sponsorship on, say, Instagram, I have to put hashtag ad or hashtag sponsored. Um, 
Instagram now makes it so that you can put like sponsored by in like the top of a post or on the Instagram story. Um, but you do still have to disclose that it is an ad. Same with YouTube. I either put hashtag ad or I make it very clear. Like, thanks you for sponsoring this video and make it very clear. I don't do undisclosed sponsorships. Some brands do try and get people to do that. I will not work with a brand that does that because transparency is like half of my shtick. But also YouTube has it so that you can put a box pop up on your video that says this video contains a paid advertisement, uh, which suffices as well. You just have to make it very clear that you are getting paid or even gifted. You have to disclose if something is gifted. You have to, if you're listening to this and you don't do that and you're just promoting PR for no reason, you are a liar McLierson and the FTC can go after you for that and there's nothing you can do. <laughs> it also has to be clearly visible. All these Instagram girlies try to hide the hashtag ad in like a different, like behind where like the pop-up is on Inst on TikTok. They hide it behind where their name would be on uh, Instagram, on stories. Shady, not fun. Uh, but the FTC is my understanding that they don't really crack down on things like this, like false advertising as a means to get sponsorships. But again, I don't know how they could really regulate that and go about that. Because then, I mean, fact checkers? I mean, isn't that what a commentary YouTuber... I do like the idea of setting up like a fact checkers, influence fact checkers. Maybe I'm starting that company. Anyway, uh, trademark, I trademark that. And influencers, fact checking agency, where all we do is fact check the claims from influencers. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to do that. So that's basically what they're saying. It's like she was able to make all these claims and worked with all these brands because of that. And it's kind of reminiscent of the Lily Jean situation that happened to couple of years ago, pre-pandemic, for those of you who don't know, uh, Lily Jean was a influencer on uh, Instagram that had something like a million followers. And she popped up on the scene and no one had heard of her. And it's like all of the, usually when you get her to around a million, like I may not be, I may not know you, but I will have seen you somewhere, you know, like I'll be familiar with you secondhand, you know, but no one, what, no one had heard of this girl. No one had seen her content. No one followed her really. So no one really understood how she had a million followers on Instagram and was like advertising all these makeup skills and stuff and calling herself a beauty guru when her makeup was like, I'll say it my level. I'm not very good at makeup. I struggle. <laughs> I am not a beauty YouTuber. I have real girl tips and tricks. That's it. Because I, I don't, I'm bad at this. <laughs> that's it. Um, Everything I've learned, it's secondhand. I don't, I figure it out myself or I struggle. That's it. <laughs> and I share it with you all. But um, her makeup tips were like her makeup, uh, the artwork she was doing, her acting reels. It was all just kind of like, for lack of a better word, mediocre. And so, and again, people were having questions. And so some people on Reddit were like, hey, has anyone heard of this girl? Does anyone know what this is? And Reddit figured out really quickly that this girl had bought followers and, you know, was carrying herself in a certain way. Hermes is gnawing on the tray table. Sorry if it's moving. So uh, everyone figured out very quickly that she probably had bought followers and uh, it had kind of, it's come and gone. As far as I can understand, she is still on Instagram. There was a lot of uh, backlash because people called her out for buying followers and having, you know, fake clout basically. And she did not handle it well. And her and her mother, um, because she was 18, but she lived with her mom and all this stuff. Um, her and her mother basically went on like crusades to get these people's accounts taken down, tried to get private information from people. Um, they started working with this guy who claimed he was part of the FBI at one point. It was very weird. The whole, the whole uh, saga was very quick and kind of in a puff of smoke. I have a friend who um, actually became friends with her because she was like, I really think that like, she just needs like someone who's like a real person to her. 
And it got very obsessive, very creepy towards my friend. And so she was like, I just, I, I think I got it over my head. I think this is too much. I don't know what to do now. Like I, I do, I'm very overwhelmed. God, let's see. Where, what's she doing? What's Lily Jean doing? Yeah, she uh, is verified. She is still has one minute followers. She, New York City entrepreneur, creator, actress, model. Her engagement, see now because they hide likes, I can't really tell. See, I don't hear from her much. See, 50,000 followers, 50,000 likes. That's new. Okay, this is this is progress. I'm seeing progress from her. Like I said, I have not checked on Lily in a while. So it looks like she's now become an anti-bullying activist uh, based on the stuff that's happened. Makes sense. Uh, tracks. I will say right off the bat, looking at her stuff, her photos have gotten infinitely better. Um, but she does have a podcast now. So she's doing more. That's good. I mean, because for a while it was uh, very suspicious what we were seeing. And basically the overall consensus of when uh, the Lily Jean debacle was like coming forward and everything was like trying to figure it out was one, a lot of the fake accounts had like really weird, like racist undertones, like the fake accounts that were following her for a while. I don't know what her engagement would look like now, but at the start of this, it was a lot of very fake accounts, but also like they were like, there would be accounts where it was someone who was like heavier looking and then their whole account would just be talking about food. And then there would be someone who was uh, black was their profile. And then there would be like really weird, like racial undertone posts and comments on people's uh, photos, like Lily Jean's. It was very weird. But overall, the main consensus was people were like, you know, she wants to live as an influencer. That's one thing. The question came in when she was and her and her mom were like manipulating the situation to try and get free stuff and make people think that she was more successful than she was in an effort to get more free things. Uh, there was this whole thing where she tried to say that she was doing a collaboration with Bite uh, Makeup when Bite does a, where you can go and make your own lipstick and it wasn't like a collaboration she was doing with them. There was no way to buy the Lily Lily Jean uh, lipstick. She tried to say that she was going to be on a billboard in Times Square with CoverGirl. That didn't happen. Um, she was on the cover of Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue doesn't do legitimate hardcover or like print magazines anymore. So that wasn't a thing. And it kind of was asking the question, you know, how far is lying on the internet too far? And I think the same thing could happen here. And like, honestly, now I, I, I'm kind of obsessed now. I really want to go back. Like I said, I have barely looked at her Instagram in years now. So now looking at this, I'm like, okay, the photo quality is much better. She seems to have found like her stride in what she's doing. I'm very intrigued. So I'm definitely going to do a deep dive. There's a lot of fluctuation in the likes. So for the first 10 photos I saw, there were all 40,000 likes. And then on some posts, likes are hidden. That's interesting to me. Okay, yeah, see now some of the, and then a bunch of them, it's only 20,000 likes. For a few million, I got to I gotta remember how many likes when you have a million. I got to remember how many likes is like the accurate number of, you know, what's the realistic like to follow ratio, you know, uh, for example, um, I have about 20,000 on Instagram and I average about, uh, 1500 to like 3000, 4,000 likes per photo, depending on what the photo is of. If most of my body is in it, I'm going to get more likes because simps, you know? So, but yeah, now I'm in, now I'm intrigued. I might have to do a, a revisit. I'm have to do a deep dive. I was recently thinking about Lily Jean because, um, I was wondering, I was like, you know, how did she not get like the girl boss, title by, you know, other social media people. Like, how did she not get roped in with that? And I do think it had to do with the stereotypes and uh, 
some of the racist undertones that were in the investigation of the fake accounts that were running her fan accounts and things like that. I do think maybe that had something to do with it. Or maybe it was just like a timing thing. Or maybe because it was just kind of all like, I mean, did she get free stuff? Now I want to check. But I mean, that was the question was, you know, how far is too far? And how okay is it to lie for free stuff? I talked about this a bit with the fake famous documentary when I did a video on this from the HBO documentary, how uh, their whole thing was like, can we get free stuff? And then they got free stuff and they were trying to get more free stuff. And it was again, you know, like, like, where's the line basically, you know, like what, how far is too far? At what point are you ripping people off? At what point is it fraud? And so I'm assuming that's where this lawsuit is going. Traveling, especially to remote regions, can be incredibly expensive. Visas and flights can cost thousands of dollars, not to mention lodging, ground transportation, food, and other costs. Dee Peckle has said that she saved $10,000 of babysitting money before embarking on her world tour in July 2015, but told reporters that her travels were primarily funded by sponsors. That makes sense, though. If you start... Just because she started out with saving money for traveling doesn't mean that that's how it stayed. I mean, overall, I think people get vilified a lot. And maybe, again, this is me being a hypocrite because I'm a content creator. But I feel like people get vilified a lot by leaning into the perks. Like, what else is she supposed to do with the sponsorship money? <laughs> like, why not put it back into her, her work and her content? So, I mean, on that part, that doesn't surprise me much that it now is sponsored by sponsors. Travel influencing, where creators often jet from one location to another, documenting their journeys and providing travel tips, is one of the influencer marketing industry's more lucrative sectors. According to data firm Influencer Marketing Hub, the influencer marketing industry is set to surpass $16.4 billion this year alone. The elite travel creators can earn millions a year in sponsorships, speaking engagements, and product sales. You can stay in super beautiful properties that would cost someone 3000 to 5000 a night in exchange for creating content. That's an incredibly lucrative gain for the influencer, said Michelle Gonzalez, a travel TikTok creator with 896,000 followers. Sorry, I'm like distracted because Hermes is trying to eat a cord. So um, also side note, I am currently investigating uh, one of the ways that people get uh, discounted travel <laughs> for uh, travel influencers because I found about this uh, company that like you link your Instagram and then you can get discounted room rates and stuff, which I do think is funny. Um, so I'm investigating that right now. But in the world of travel influencing, sponsorship disclosures can be few and far between. It's often difficult to tell whether a hotel stay or a trip to a local attraction has been comped. The Federal Trade Commission has repeatedly issued guidelines around sponsoring content, but they're very rarely enforced. Hotels and travel brands also struggle to vet the deluge of travel influencers raging them with requests for all expense paid vacations in exchange for social media posts. I've never actually done this where I've asked for a free hotel or anything like that. Uh, because again, I'm not a travel influencer. The only time I've requested something like a discounted rate was when I had very little money and I had very little followers actually. And I tried to get a press pass to the UFO convention in 2020 which I did end up paying for myself because uh, they were like, uh, only people who can help our social media. And I was not an alien influencer. That was the wording used. Uh, so I could not get the press pass. So I did pay for myself. Um, and that was the last thing I went to for VidCon, shut everything down. DePeckle was able to set herself apart from the pack with her claim of being the first woman to travel to every country on earth. And brands were eager to work with her. She worked with large multinational companies like AIG. Yeah, so basically the article goes on to say that she, DePeckle, was able to set herself apart from the overall large pack of travel influencers 
um, by saying she was the first woman to travel to every country on earth. It was also included in uh, her pitch deck, which a pitch deck, I have one. It's what you give to brands to be like, hi, yes, here's someone who can spot. It's details about your who you are, your type of content, what type of content you make, your follower uh, count on various accounts, what your follower breakdown is, you know, like overall, like what's your age breakdown, gender breakdown, location breakdown, because mostly female audiences do get paid more. Um, mostly US audience, if you uh, over 50% of your audience in the US, you get paid more. Age breakdowns, that depends on the type of content you're, uh, you know, doing all of that. There are times where she struggled getting visas into various countries. And so she would turn to, uh, Facebook. Uh, Hi, I need help getting into Libya. I need help getting into Syria in an effort. This is something she told in 2017. This is all tracking back to the CNN time she was on in 2017. Um, Her claims about her travel record were repeated in Forbes, the New York Times, Travel and Leisure, CNN, and more. Nina Sedano, 56, the most traveled woman in Germany, who has also visited every country in the world, said that she attempted to contact DePeckel through Facebook to ask her questions about her trips because a lot of people were wondering, is showing up to a country for a few hours, taking a photo for Instagram to prove that you were there and then leaving, is that really traveling to every single country? I agree. I would love, there's a lot of trips that I want to do personally, not really for content, just for myself, but I want to do like, like countrywide food tours and stuff, you know, because that's what I like about traveling most is like trying different foods that I wouldn't normally get access to and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, like going for a few hours just so you can get an Instagram photo is not really doing anything. Ooh, this is bitchin'. She wrote a book for 2014. It's a German book. It's a German bestseller. The Country Collector. I'm not even going to try and pronounce this in German. Die Landersammerlinnen. That's wrong. Is frustrated by DePeckel's claims. I said, I have also traveled all the nations and did it by the end of September 2011. Um, and even I was not the first woman to do that. Sedano said she didn't react. The actual first woman to travel to every country was likely a woman named Dorothy Pine, who spent decades traveling the world throughout the 20th century. Her feat was certified by the Traveler Century Club, which accepts people who have been to more than 100 countries. Pine passed away in 2011 at the age of 91, but traveled often with Walsworth in decades past. Since then, several women have completed the feat and recorded it. Sedano's travel records were verified by a third party, and all 10 passports she used have been photographed and appeared in the German press. Walsworth has mountains of photos, passports, receipts from her trips. DePeckel has blocked and dismissed critics who have informed her of the women who achieved the feat before her. Lee Abamonte, an extreme traveler who has always been, who has also been to every country, spoke to DePeckel on a podcast in 2017. She told me she was going to become the first woman to go to every country. I actually emailed her back. There have been at least three or four people who have done it, and I know a couple of them. Oh, that's so good. See, I feel like that's when you got to be pissing your pants, you know? Like when you make these claims and you just block people, but then it's like, hi, not only are you not the first, but we all know about you and we talk. (laughs) See, that's when it's like, I'm just picturing like a gang of travel influencers pulling up with receipts, ready to throw down. (laughs) It's like, no, I have sugar bear hair gummies. Don't come at me. I never actually got a response from that email back in 2015. I think she rubbed a lot of people the wrong way and she handled things poorly. Guinness World Records confirms that DePeckel did hold two records, fastest time to visit all sovereign countries female and fastest time to visit all sovereign sovereign countries overall. So that's not the same thing though. In 2018, they were both beaten by Taylor Demonbrun, 
this, there is no Guinness World Record for being the first woman to travel to every country. Walsworth said that she hopes that the more travel creators' claims are fact-checked, social media companies awarding travel influencers blue verified check marks only add legitimacy to potentially false or misleading claims. He's trying to get into a cabinet where his treats are. That's the problem with social media. There are so many things out there. Once it's out there, people assume it's true. See? Okay, I'm starting a fact-checking company. We're doing this. Let's figure this out. We're going to hire researchers. We're going to figure I'm 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 not I'm serious. We're going to figure this out. We're going to figure this out. We're going to be like um what's it called? Snopes? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Snopes. We're going to be like that but for influencer claims only, okay? Look at him. Yeah. You're caught on candid camera. We got your ass on camera. All in all, I do think that this if, if this lawsuit does go through, it could be interesting because, again, there's a lot. I, I'm sure this is not the only instances. These are just the ones I'm thinking of is the Lily Jane situation and then this one right now with uh, DePeckle. But I do want to know there's plenty of times where creators have lied or fudged the truth and have gotten free things or sponsorships because of it. You know, like there are times where people on TikTok are like, I was going to go to this thing, but then my boyfriend dumped me and blah, 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 blah. And, and then uh, they get like this brand being like, hey, we want to send you stuff, you know? And then they start working with the brand or something. And then it turns out that that person lied. And it's like, okay, I guess it all comes down to like who reached out to who. But I mean, considering the nature of influencing, I don't know. I think this could be an interesting case if this does go anywhere. Um, again, the fastest, she's not the only one. You know, I think that's the thing. I think you, I think the thing that a lot of influencers in general, and I've seen this with a lot of people. And, um, I think this is why, like I've been treated the way I have by certain brands that I work with is as long as you are responsible and nice, you get so much in this industry because so many people don't, are, can't even do that. And I'm not trying to say like, I'm better than other people. I'm just saying that my own experiences with brands where I think I don't leave an impression on them because I'm awkward or anxious or whatever at like events and things like that. These brands then reach out to me later and they're like, hey, we loved having you because I was nice to like the people working at the snack bar and shit like that. I just think that overall, a lot of people in this industry forget that being respectful, nice, responsible in general, like the amount of brands that are like, wow, you're always on time when you say you're going to give us your videos. And it's like, yeah, we have a deadline. You're paying me. Why would I not be on time? Like it's, it's very, they're like, yeah, no, you'd be surprised. It's like, it's weird. Like, I, I just think that again, the same thing with DePeckle. Like I think it, it, one, the claim is already not correct. I, that's, I think that's proven now that the claim is not correct. She was not the first person to do it. She is not the only woman to do it alone. Fastest C- now I want to check what the fat, like what, what's the time fastest record and all of that? Like, what does that entail? Like, I think when people reach out to you and they're like, Hey, yo, this has been done before. Like the easiest way to be like, Oh really? That's great. Like, do you want it? Like, I don't know. I think there's a way to like change it, but I think the overall, maybe she had the belief that's like, Oh, I, I, it's not enough if I'm not the first. And so she just kind of kept trying to keep that lie going. And that's part of the problem. I don't know. It, it's just, this is. I don't know. I, I, I'm excited to see. It sounds bad. I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm interested in seeing where this case goes, if it goes anywhere, because I think this will really kind of put pressure on FTC if this goes anywhere. I think this will put pressure on FTC to kind of crack down more on brands and influencers not disclosing brand deals. And then also maybe disclosing, you know, more requiring more truth or more proof from influencers. Um, and at the end of the day, a lot of influencers or brands, they don't care, you know, if your claims are true. They care if you have the numbers that'll 
they can potentially advertise to. That's really it. Um, so I don't know how much this will translate into the rest of the influencer space, but as far as travel influencing and getting free trips and things like that, because a lot of it would be comped because of the nature of everything. Yeah, I think this could go somewhere. Anyway, that's really it. Um, I'm still in the semifinals of the contest. If you would like to vote for me, the description box down below will have the uh, Influence Me link. Uh, if you have free voted already, I believe you can vote again. A lot of people are voting again. Feel free to scroll all the way down to the bottom to get your free vote. Please do not buy votes. But I'm currently in second place, the person in front of me. I have no idea how much further they are in front of me, but I'm in second place and I want to move forward. So uh, if you would like to go ahead and uh, vote for me if you haven't already, that'd be great. And that's really going to be it. Uh, thank you all so much for listening and or watching. If you are an audio listener and you would like to look at my cute face while we do these videos, uh, you can go ahead and subscribe to the Swell Shenanigans podcast YouTube channel. If you would like to send in your own shenanigans, you can do that to swellshenaniganspodcast at gmail.com or send in a voice message to anchor the website for the podcast itself. And that's going to be it. If you'd like this, be sure to subscribe and review, rate, review, my God, rate, review, subscribe. My gosh, new episodes every Wednesday. And that's going to be it. Goodbye. <laughs>